I had an experience with a student recently who um, came to one of my classes, and then we had a, some private sessions together, and he has, has dipped his toes into uh, the world of spirituality. And um, we had a long conversation, talked about it for a while. Uh, he sent me some notes afterwards, and then he went home for the holidays and came back from the holidays. And I said, how's it going? Because I hadn't heard from you. And he's in that confusion part of what is spirituality? And I think that's a valid question. And I think we should try to dive into that. Um, it's a deep, deep ocean. Mm. But I think we can at least skim the surface, have a conversation about what is spirituality and how we can use that in our life. You're listening to the podcast, No Expectations, where we discuss all things spiritual. My name's Andrew, a lifelong Zen Bodhisattva, recovering yogi, yoga instructor, and author. And I'm here with my friend and student, Jen. I'm a busy mom, a cyclist. I love to spend time in nature and on my mountain bike and a yogi. I've been asking myself bigger questions about being on a spiritual path. And I've been asking Andrew a lot of bigger questions about this journey. And we invite you to join us on it. Maybe we'll make you laugh. Maybe we won't. No expectations. So, Andrew, how do you define spirituality? Uh, My definition of spirituality is a journey to rediscover your true self. Um, And I do mean rediscover because we do know what our true self is. um, But sometimes we get... um, We cover it up with um, stereotypes, cliches, um, expectations, experiences, experiences, uh, traumas, uh, and we start to um, move away from our true nature. That that set of words right there creates a different conversation. Like, you know, what is our true nature? What is our true nature? Yeah. Um, And we'll, we'll dive into that, if not in this episode, but other episodes. Um, spirituality is that connection to that and it's a tool for us to find that um, do you agree with that? I do, you know the the term, the journey spiritual journey is kind of thrown around a lot um, but I do think that identifying your spirituality as a journey is right it's the right way because if you think about a journey it's not the short-term end goal, you know, destination. It is a lifelong experience that you have in this body, in this moment. Yeah, and it's a series of, uh, continuing series of uh, points of enlightenment, uh, satori, uh, revelations, awareness. Um, and one of my teachers uh, described it as a, uh, as a, a journey that you get on the bus and you, you, there's no spot where you just end, right? The bus may, you may, your destination may be, you know, San Francisco, but you take a, you know, take a stop in Chattanooga, and then you end up in Indianapolis, and then, you know, Fargo, and then, you know, Austin, Texas, or whatever along the way, because each time that you find some, some enlightenment, some, some new information, your journey starts to change, and it starts to move in, in ways you did not expect, and um, journey is the right word. Um, and I find uh, that a lot of people want to skip the parts, 
I want to skip. They just want to arrive at the part where I'm completely enlightened and ready to disappear into the ether. Yeah, you make it look so easy. Give me that enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I just want—I I don't want to go. I don't. I, I really don't want to show up. I really and I want to skip through the stuff, especially the stuff that hurts. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I want to skip to the part. I want to skip to the end of the book. Yeah. I want to end up in San Francisco. Whatever, however that works Fast for you. Forward to the Get end. me to the party because that's where I want to be. Yeah. Um, and to your point about, you know, the, the term spirituality gets thrown around a lot. It's a great marketing tool. Oh yeah. And we see it everywhere we go, right? Like I was in the bookshop the other night and there is a plethora of books about spirituality. Conquer your consciousness in 21 days or, you (laughs) know, (laughs) uh, demean your delusions and, you know, all this stuff. And it's all about mastering and, and everyone who uh, writes these books is not quote unquote expert about meditation or life goals and um, coaching life coaching right and I, and I think it's it's really difficult for people who are starting to find their way onto a spiritual path um, because there's just so much information and I'm not saying it's bad information it's just so much information you shared something with me um, at one point that I can't remember how you put it, but you said that as you're going into this journey, you've identified that you're on it and it's shit's about to get real. You encouraged me not to go through it alone and to have a teacher. And obviously you became that teacher for me. And I remember having conversations with friends, close friends at the time. And they were, um, they were concerned because I think they're so, we're so familiar with the the commercialization and the monetization of the teachers, and yeah, it was a it was an interesting. It, there were interesting conversations as I was treading lightly into our relationship, a teacher student, to learn from you and you know just soak up all the knowledge and information that you were sharing with me, but also be aware that yeah. And I, well, that's a misconception uh, about society that, you know, um, that uh, everyone's out for your money. But mm-hmm. I, maybe they are. I don't know. You know, they, I, I see, see it's, you know, the whole industry, not to get into that, we'll find that rant for another day, <laughs> um, is, um, is really kind of cannibalizing itself. And everyone's trying to tell you their path is the way to go. Mm. Um and I believe that you have to find your teacher, right? Your guru, whatever that is for you, by putting yourself out there and exposing yourself to new opportunities. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can seek actively. No. I don't think you can put a big you know, sign on your head that says, I am looking for a teacher, come teach me at all. Because if you're looking for it, you're going to find... You're going to find some things that you don't want to find. Right. Because there's plenty of people that want to jump into that that space because they think they are that, um, um, you know, the yoga, yoga industry is replete with, uh, fitness instructors who think they should also be your life coach and guru. Mm -hmm. And, um, don't agree with that. I mean, just, you know, you, you need somebody who is, uh, I think Patanjali says it very, very plainly in the Yoga Sutras. You need to have a guide. A guide, yeah. And that, that's experienced. And I'm not diminishing anyone's 
you know, you can still be a fitness instructor and be a guide. Um, but I think you have to make a determination about which one you really want to be more. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be very, as a student, very distracting uh, when you're in that space where things, you know, like I said, shit's getting real. Like you need someone to hold, you know, some people would see that as a therapist or, mm-hmm. you know, a doctor or someone who is going to fix their problems. And yeah. And there was, as we, you know, kind of prepped for this episode and had a lot of thoughts, I was um, thinking about this journey, this path, and um, it can't be forced. It needs to be organic and natural in its growth, right? Um, And it's learning to accept things as they are and acknowledging that this path is going to be chaotic. It's going to be (laughs) traumatic. It's going to be emotional, um, but the there's a colorful fruition at the end if you keep going. Not even at the end, as you journey along, you find some really beautiful things along the way. Oh, yeah. And the, one of the misconceptions that I run into a lot is we're not on this path to change ourselves but to access who we are as an inspiration. And what do you, when, I, when I say that, it's, that's the reconnection to our true self. Like we have all the tools inside of us. We don't need 21 days to you know, kick ass consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. we, we have all the tools. We just need to give ourselves the opportunity to access them. And, and discover really the things inside of us that make us whole. Yeah. I was uh, thinking about um, a Zen tale the other day where a student goes to his master and he says, Master, he says, I have a horrible temper. It's, it's, it's crazy when I, you know, it's, I, it's just I can't control it. What can you do for me? And the master says, show me this temper. He says, well, I can't, I can't show it to you now. And he says, well, what do you mean you can't show it to me? Now, you, you say it's, it's horrible, it's, it's ruling your life, show it to me. Well, it does, it's not here right now. It's like, you know, only in certain situations. He says, well, um, your parents probably didn't give it to you. So where did you get this, this horrible temper? Well, I don't know. Well, if you didn't, if it wasn't given to you, it's probably not part of who you are. So why do you let it rule your life? Right, and I think those are the things that we hold on to. That's the that's the veil that blocks us from our true nature. This holding on, saying, "My anger is so is so is in my way, but I can't control it." But you're letting it take control. It's who I am. It's who I am. Being able to look at how you've identified yourself, whether it's Jen, the anxious, panic <laughs> mom, busy, uh, uh, thriving or surviving in chaos mom, you know, being able to look at that and say, well, that's not who I am. And I don't have to be that. I don't have to be anxious and right. letting it go. And I also think it's too that we don't have to, letting go is an easy phrase to say. And it's often overused and it's highly ubiquitous. Um, and it's kind of lost its meaning. Um, but 
letting letting it pass because there's so much we all have histories we all have our traumas we all have our blocks and sometimes we use those erroneously to hide our true nature like we you know like in the example of the student with the anger problem mm-hmm. you know i could certainly say that well my parents were angry so i learned that behavior right is that an excuse to act angry mm. no was i angry before that as a child that i where did i learn anger i learned it from my parents but i can't keep blaming my parents for it yeah my parents have left they're they're no longer here so what's the point of holding on to that so i drop the veil of anger get it out of the way because it no longer serves me because it's a, it's an excuse right yeah um and i think a lot of times we let those traumas those pasts get in the way of who we want to be who we want to find the the conversation on like your our true nature is we've mentioned it a couple times here it, it's um I think it's something worth asking you, like, how how do you tell someone who is seeking to let go of this anger and feeling so connected to it that it's in their, it's in my DNA, how do you define how their true nature is not impacted by, or does not have to be impacted by that anger or that anxiety? Do you, do you understand what I'm asking? Like, I guess, how do you... How do you find your true nature if it's so covered up of 41 years of? It's about starting with the idea of, of awareness. Like, and, and when you arrive in a place realizing that you're, you're there for, everything is here for your enlightenment. Not mine, <laughs> yours. Like every interaction you have with another human being Every interaction you have with yourself is there for your enlightenment. And not getting bogged down in all this other stuff. I had an incident at the place I, I teach the other day. I have a tendency to walk around barefoot. It's just what I do. Okay? I walk, I spend 90, 99% of my life barefoot. No judgment. So I left a yoga class that I had just finished teaching. I walked to another place in the facility. Uh, I was still barefoot. My 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 uh, sandals were close at hand or close at foot. I suppose is the right way to say that. <laughs> and there was another person in this facility that saw me barefoot and was irate, irate. And he walked down to the front desk and he said, "There's this guy upstairs. He's barefoot, and I think it's disgusting. And if I if I didn't." have more control of myself, I just go and punch him in the face. Wow. Someone wanted to punch you. It's not the first time. (laughs) And I guarantee it won't be the last. It won't be the last at all. But what are we after here? Really, what is the issue? And so I had thought about what, if that that person had come and said that to me, what would my response have been? Because I really don't believe he was that angry about me being barefoot because Maybe I need to take a picture of my feet and put it on Instagram. They're very nice. They're not dirty. They're very clean. We're not that kind of Instagram. (laughs) So I, it really, it it had nothing to, it most likely had nothing to do with my feet being bare. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm thinking, what would my response been to him? You know, like to try to peel back the layers and really find out what the issue is. Why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? Yeah. Because someone is either, you know, breaking the rules in your opinion or it's unsanitary or, or whatever that is. Um, but creating that awareness to why am I behaving like this? You know, why? And that taking that opportunity to, to, to seek that enlightenment in that moment for that person, even, even myself. Because, you know, what if he had thrown a punch at me? What if, what what, I, what yeah. would I have done? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I I consider myself a pacifist, but I've had a I was I'm the youngest of three boys and <laughs> wouldn't be the <laughs> first to, ready to brawl. Yeah, <laughs> like, wouldn't be the first time I'd been punched. Um, uh, so I, you know, do do you go back to this kind of primal instinct of self defense? So I was I had a lot of questions in my my own mind about what what I do in that scenario. But again, so to, the long, long answer to uh, your long question was it's, it's back to taking each moment and being aware of it and seeing how you interact in that moment. And that's difficult. Yeah. It requires intention, like intentionally being like, you can't peel apart a moment if you're not in it. Right. If you're distracted. I'll even add it, it requires intense intention. Mm-hmm. You have to be laser focused on what's going on. Um, because if you're not, then you get swept up into whatever and you're gone Yeah, and you're off in the waves to keep the deep sea of spirituality theme going. You're just sucked out yeah. in the tide because you're not staying present. You're not focusing on that moment. And what are you learning from that? Yeah. You know, some of the, the like, you're not the only teacher in my life. Sorry, sorry to break this to you, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I was thinking about the different teachers in my life and just in these past couple of years and, you know, it's been humans, it's been, you know, friends, it's been animals. I've, I've learned from moments, uh, th- these moments of enlightenment when I'm just being there. You forgot to add yourself to that. Add myself. As a, you're, me, you're your own best teacher. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No. Animals. No, yeah. yeah. You're not start talking about bugs again, are you? <laughs> I love bugs. <laughs> no. uh, oh, I, I rescued a ladybug the other day from no. work. I'm just sorry. You brought it up. <laughs> well, so I guess you were enlightened late. by the fact that I saved a ladybug. Now you I need to save it. I took it outside this time. It was at work, and I, I made a very big to-do about getting this ladybug outside. Nice. I hope someone else who heard that podcast save a ladybug. Save a ladybug. I guess it's ladybug we'll saving season. <laughs> uh, so, to yeah, continue with your point about teachers. Yeah. So I I just realized that um, in all these moments when I am paying attention and really just diving into myself and you know into the deep end, that the teachers show up in very unexpected ways. Um, and the animals have been an interesting one for me. It's, I take these long walks in the woods, and you know, there was a time when I would have my AirPods on, and I'm just cruising through the woods, hiking, getting exercise, and taking those AirPods off and being in the moment. There's no music, no distraction. Teachers are there to tell you to slow down or to look up or to look down, and it's just 
it's pretty cool when you realize that you're living in the moment and you're so hyper aware of everything around you. Yeah. And I, I, to some people that, that seems daunting, right? That seems daunting. Um, but it, what, what you're really connecting with in there is your intuition, right? Like just letting things come to you naturally. Yeah. And that's the, you know, the key to help unlock your true nature as well, because our intellect gets in the way. You know, we don't want to trust ourselves anymore. Right. You know, because we uh, can't we, trust anybody or anything else. Right. Because. because, you know, we've been hurt and everyone's been hurt, you know, um, but learning to be in the moment, connect with yourself, connect with your intuition, your gut, regardless how small it is, <laughs> connect with it and, and let it drive a little bit. What do you say to the people who hate the phrase, trust your heart? Well, you know, there, there's some, uh, some cultures that believe that you think from your heart. That, that's where, you know, mm-hmm. the center of your chest is where all things arrive and where you process. I mean, for a long, long time, that was it. It wasn't your brain. It wasn't the space between your ears that was doing the, the processing. It was your heart. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about balance. And so that's what a lot of people come to me and I say, well, you start collect, connecting to that gut part of yourself, you know, um, and they're like, well, how much of, a, of that do I let drive? Well, you try to Just find some balance. Trust. Right. Yeah. Trust you know? the process. <clears throat> um, trust the process is difficult too. <laughs> difficult too. Because, you know, it's, we live in a day and age now where you can ask a simple question. You probably know the answer, but like, oh, let me Google that real quick because I don't trust myself with the right answer. And that's that's a perfect like yeah. tangible example of not trusting yourself. Yeah. So if I can't trust myself to remember who played Triangle on whatever <laughs> album, you know, like my memory should be able to hold on to that, and I, I should be able to say the Triangle player on whatever the Simple Minds record with blah blah blah. <laughs> Was I should be able to, but I don't trust myself, and no. I got to go to Google and like, oh, and I actually didn't even know who the triangle player was. I, I was, yeah. If I pulled that, I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to pull that one out. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even that big of Simple Minds fan. <laughs> right. I'm not. If you like Simple Minds, hey, go for it. And if you like the instrument triangle, even better. Please play it. I'm not even sure there's a triangle in that band. Um, but anyhow, we digress. I, I digress. <laughs> he does not um, know me. He does. But it's, it's, you know, like turn the phone off. Mm, such a big one. It's so big. It's like some of the times uh, when I teach, uh, teach young adults, you know, they don't have their phones there. We'll do something simple like when we do yoga asanas together and like they're holding something for a long time. And I'll say, okay, name every country in the world that starts with an A. And it's more of a distraction technique to keep them from, you know, like goofing around. Yeah, yeah. But they get to the point where they start naming some off and they're like, oh, uh, hold on, hold on. So who's got their phone? Oh. Who's got their phone? <laughs> Immediately just. So uh, working to those things. Um, more notes that I made about it. It's a journey into the unconscious or subconscious. Right. The place where, in my opinion, psychologists don't dare tread. Um, a destination where you can connect with your dark thoughts. And I don't mean 
sinister, evil, cruel, kind of those things that we don't want to say out loud. Maybe just not, it's, just not pretty thoughts. Not pretty thoughts, yeah. you know, things that we don't want to say out loud, maybe to ourselves or to others. Uh, those thoughts that we suppress, that get in, that get, kind of get baked into our intellect. And once we start to work in that space, we can kind of reconnect with our uh, true nature and intuitive power. And that's a lot. And I know it's a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, as we're talking about spirituality, it it is a lot. It's not a, a simple answer. It's not, it's not simple. There, it is a very complex system. It looks like it anyways, if you're on the outside. But being able to boil it down to, like, taking away all the layers of who you are, your spirituality exists within you. Mm-hmm. And it's not your anxiety. It's not your, you know, anger. It's just way, it's way sim- more simple than that. Well, and... <clears throat> I believe that there's it's a confusing. lot of people, it's a confusing space. It's confusing, and and I, I believe that there's people who get um, defensive when you use spirituality against their religion, mm. or they, it feels like the, you know a lot of people don't believe that those things can coexist. Yeah, I can't be. I can't be Christian Zen. and spiritual. I can't be Zen and um, you know. Uh, Jewish and I can't certainly you can be all of those things why can you not be yeah um, the, the basic fundamental like we talked about before the fundamental message at the at this base is similar right mm-hmm. discovery of ourselves um, and there's just different methodology to get there um, yeah so there's a lot of people in that come to to work with me maybe in yoga asana and then when we start talking about you know, meditation or um you know connecting to yourself or this this is you know true nature like whoa let me stop you right there uh you know I'm, i don't want to drink kool-aid Mm-mm. you know um i'm you know I'll, I'll i'll talk to talk to my sunday school group about that <laughs> yeah yeah and so what, what do you say about that i mean i was raised uh in, in the Episcopal Church, I'm very familiar with that life, mm-hmm. um, and not that there's anything against that. It just didn't work for me. And I remember as a young man, I asked my father, who was very active in the church and who made my two older brothers be very active in the church as well. I remember asking him one day. I was probably 12, 11. I said, I had questions. I came home from church and I had questions and he said it's a matter of faith and I don't remember exactly what I said but I never had to go back to church again um, because I had I had a lot of questions and so that took me on a different journey okay to find something else for myself that that fit in the way I was I was trying to work do you think in, in hindsight that was when your spiritual journey started I mean, I, I know it started. It probably started much sooner than that. Yeah. Um, but um, I just, it really began probably as a very, very young child. And then just it kind of um, began my search 
I think there was the beginning of a search to find a path. Um, And then from there, the path started to kind of open itself up to me. And um, I wasn't trying, you know, like I said, I had um, two older brothers and one of which was was, um, very interested in Eastern philosophy. And so I was very interested in Eastern (laughs) philosophy because of him. You were influenced by him. And... to intellectually, he was a, an elephant on that path. And I was a tiny field mouse Mm -hmm. trailing behind him. Um, and when he went, you know, his path changed, I was still that mouse, but I was on my own path. Yeah. So I found my own way. What about you? I've had, I feel like my life has been a bunch of start and stops on a spiritual journey. Um, I have a question about that, so yeah. we'll come back to that. Yeah, but go, go ahead. ahead and ask your question. I'm interested. Well, I, I, I believe you and I talked early on about that, mm-hmm. that uh, dipping in and out. Yeah. You want to know what you told me? Is that, what, is that your question? <laughs> no, I didn't know what I told you. <laughs> but please, but, but please remind me. Um, you was you talking about greater the doubt? That's what Sure, that's what I said. Okay, so when I was talking to Andrew about this, identifying, I feel like I've been on this journey, like stopping and starting, whether it was just starting and stopping yoga classes or big things that had gone through my life that kind of pointed me in this direction. You told me, greater the doubt, greater the awakening, smaller the doubt, smaller the awakening, no doubt, no awakening. Yeah. That was one of the things I said. I do yeah. remember that. But I think also to, in, in correlation with that was you can't dip in and out. You have to stay on it. You got to stay on yeah. because the more you, you you get off, the more difficult it is to get back on. Mm-hmm. And then that difficulty, it's more pain. Right? So much harder. When because you- when we hit a difficult spot in the journey, a dip in the road or whatever it is, is um, – our first inclination is, is human nature is to say, yeah, this was fun. I'm out and, and step away, press the pause button and, or, or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm out. And then maybe you go away for a while. Like, ah, I really didn't give that a full chance. Maybe I go back in, but that thing is still on pause. It's still waiting for you. <laughs> still, like you cannot pass go. You right. cannot You can't, skip. <laughs> you, there's no way around that pothole. No, you've got to go through it. So, mm-hmm. As you dipped in and out of your journey, was that your experience with it? Yeah, I, I, so I was angry for a long time and I always thought that at one point in my young life, I was told, uh, you are special because you were chosen. And at that time in my life, what had happened is I was adopted. I was adopted out of the foster care system at nine and the person who gave it to me was trying to make me feel better, but I took it as you were chosen to go through this chaos. And um, in hindsight, when I look back at my journey, I feel like that was the moment that my spiritual journey kind of started Mm -hmm. because I carried that anger with me for a long time. And, you know, at one point I was able to let the anger go and I just decided to deny it because I thought if 
I went through all this for a purpose. Well, screw that. Like, I don't have to give that to a world that was, you know, it hurt me. So I hurt myself. That was my, you know, this part of my spiritual journey is I'm hitting it my late teens and twenties and self-flagellation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I went into pure denial and denial to me was just a, a stream of self-inflicting pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, there was a point when I, you know, some would say it was your rock bottom. For me, it was, I felt like I'd climbed top of the mountain. The hard work was over. And, um, I, I hit a part where, um, I wasn't really denying anymore. I just kind of resolved that I'd gone through this stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, it was a very long journey for me of always going back to that nine-year-old Mm-hmm. person who had been hurt and every time I'd make progress on this journey I'd come up to that that part of that healing and I would you know slam the door shut right and what's just, on the other side there I mean just fear right fear I mean the fear the the brought the pain like having to look that fear and that pain face-to-face, and then say, I'm okay letting you go. You're not going to cause me anxiety anymore. You're not going to be the the purpose of panic attacks. What loaded that fear? What loaded it? There was an expectation, right? Like, we, we, there was a spot where you thought, well, I, had, I, I know there's pain here. I know there's a painful moment or painful memory or painful trauma or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But my, but your mind or our minds create this, like, I'm going to tell you what's on the other side of that. And it's not sunshine and happy, and happy days. Mm-hmm. It's more long, more pain. disgusting pain. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that expectation that you've created yeah. puts up a brick wall. And you're like, I don't want to go over there. Yeah. I, yeah. And so what you had to do was you had to face the wall. Right? I had to face it. And facing it to me came through the discipline of meditation. And that was really where I found healing from all that. And I found a release, a letting go, if you will, of. But if I could, it probably happened before that. in the fact that it wasn't meditation, but it was building the ritual to that got you to read to meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, building that ritual to sit down that creating that discipline in yourself, uh, arriving there, creating that non, that creating that no expectations, no, no expectations. expectations. I'm going to sit my butt on this, this pillow, Zafu, whatever you were doing, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it and cutting out expectations. Yeah. And, um, and when you hit a brick wall and you hit a bad day or things didn't go as well, you use the tool of compassion that we talked about in the other episode and you cut through that stuff, mm-hmm. right? You say, I'm going to give myself a break here. Like I, the best I can is good enough today. And I'm going to roll up my thing. I'm going to turn off the lights. I'm going to go back and I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'll see you tomorrow. And yeah. I'm going to face that wall. Yeah. And that determination in that ritual created that space for you. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and then there was the moments of, like the ball just disappeared. Yeah. It wasn't really it wasn't there. there. It was a myth, yeah. right? A veil. Boom. And you just bust through yeah. it. I was like, what was I doing? Just, I, 
You're the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I letting go, I, and I think, it, again, I did not go into that part of my journey expecting to heal. Right, well, I, I, no you, were probably, you were probably expecting the other side, right? You're, you're yeah. Like, this is, this is going to last forever. I'm going to hold this thing. I'm going to hold it like that guy is holding his temper, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to hold it because... It's familiar. Yeah. I'm going to be a cool, calm, and collected gen because I meditate every day. I think that was my uh, my purpose is not even looking deep into that comment. I was just like, I'm just going to – Look at me. Look at me. Look at me be so cool and calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we've really just kind of skimmed the surface of spirituality. But um, I invite you to find whatever – uh, tool and lesson you can to open those doors for you. Um, and I think we'll talk about in other episodes um, being aware of clogging up your journey with a bunch of spirituality pieces, mm-hmm. um, a junkyard, if you will. Um, if you find something that resonates with you, if you find a teacher that resonates with you, if you find a lesson or you know whatever that is, Follow that as long as you want to until it no longer serves you. That's my advice about it. Um, Don't go actively seeking because, again, there are plenty of people who consider themselves um, a teacher or a guru. Um, But you have to be aware that, you know, really are they they practicing what they preach? You know, all of those things. doesn't mean they have bad lessons. Um, Mike, proceed with caution. And, proceed with caution. The- I have like barriers, firewalls for myself about bringing on new students, and I think most most teachers should have those firewalls as well. Oh yeah. Um, and I won't give mine away, but it's very it's very important to me, like to know that the student is 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 genuinely dedicated, that it's not just can you show me how to do a handstand or can you show me how to sit yeah. or, you know, those types of things. Um, if, if you find a teacher that that's all they want to do is, is teach you, um, you know, how to do a yoga asana, then you probably need to find another yeah. teacher or keep looking. Just keep your eyes open. Yeah. And I will add that um, whether you realize it or not, you're on a spiritual path. Just stay on it. I agree. I think that's great advice. Uh, I think it's just give yourself the opportunity to open up, feel all the things. Yeah, you got to feel it all. Feel it all, good and bad. And it's the um, realizing that you shouldn't be chasing anything, right? Um, We should not be chasing pain or pleasure. Let it come to you. Feel all those things. It's perfectly natural. It's perfectly human to have and want those things. Yeah. But when you find yourself pursuing, chasing it down, then maybe like pull back, listen to your intuition, find some balance in yourself and go, okay, really, how is this serving me? So let's move on while we're still just in the, in the zone. How about the quote of the day or thought of of the the day? day. Yeah. Tell me what you got. So since we just dropped some knowledge, (laughs) the quote of the day is, um, Knowledge must be burned, hammered, beaten like pure gold, 
then one can wear it like an ornament. What do you think about that? It feels like the like it, knowledge has to be earned, or wisdom is earned, not read in a book and gained. That's so it's different for you than it is for me too, right? Like how I access access information and process it through my my journey, mm-hmm. um, and then then I can be an example. I can be that that bodhisattva, that person that's trying to end suffering for someone else. Yeah, uh, I can be the example, um, and if uh, I take that knowledge, process it. Work shine it, it up bright. Work it. Work it. <laughs> that was way too many times you said work it. I can work it. Over it. <laughs> I thought you were about um, Gotta work it. Thank you. You're that welcome. Was, that was three times too many. I won't say it ever again. Um, keep, I can't, now I can't think of another sentence. Um, keep finding ways to use that knowledge uh, to help yourself and, and help others uh, because that's, you know, what this is about is, is using that stuff to get to back to your true nature. Yeah. Um, and also just as a caveat back to the other part about someone who comes to you and they feel like they've got it all figured out and they're wearing a bunch of ornaments and ribbons and jewels and they're telling you they're the great keeper of all things light and, you know, spirituality. Um, just tread lightly with those people. Um, anyone who's telling you those types of things, um, Probably should be, um, you should probably investigate a little deeper. Yeah, it absolutely. Just be careful where you put your trust and how you put your trust yeah. in others. Yeah. Any more thoughts about spirituality <laughs> today? Before we I, I, did, we was that just skimming the surface, or do you think? We no, definitely skimming the surface. <laughs> this is just. Um, Episode look. one of 1,000 related to spirituality, <laughs> Not, and every one of these episodes comes back to this message here. Yeah. So, you know, we'll continue to talk about how to access your true nature. Is there something else you wanted to add? No, not, I mean, okay. There's a lot, there's a lot to cover. So keep sticking with us. Um, if you want to send us questions, you can always DM us, uh, on Instagram at no expectations, the podcast. Um, and we're on Facebook as well. Uh, no expectations. The podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, send us your notes, thoughts. Um, we can answer your questions. We can dive in, uh, and we'll go from there. Appreciate you. Enjoy your journey. All who seek the way, please do not waste this moment now. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at no n o expectations the podcast. And there you'll find a link in our bio to our Spotify where we will be posting new episodes. You can message us your questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. Please like and share our podcast with your friends and family. Thanks for joining us on this conversation.